Hi and welcome to Personal Finance with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode nine. Now we've looked at various subjects so far from redundancy to options at retirement and everything in between. Very much worth uh, a delve into a real goldmine of information. You can listen and catch up whenever it suits you. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or whatever you get your podcasts. And please remember to rate and review us and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode again. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or whatever you get your podcast. Now on this episode, ah, the nights are fair drying in, as your granny used to say. And if you're really lucky, she then shuffle off into the kitchen and rustle up a pan of soup that only grannies could make with a bit of boiling beef in there as well. But I digress. I'll try not to drool now. Uh, with the nights drawing in, the temperatures drop, and that's where we start this podcast, looking after what, for most of us, is our biggest asset, our home, in the winter weather. The thing is, Phil, if, you, if you've got a mortgage or you rent a property, you are obliged to keep the property sound and in good repair, aren't you? Yeah, you are. That's, um, I mean, lenders would insist on it if you've got a mortgage, and, and likewise, landlords are the, the same as you're renting a property. I know when it comes to a property that you've purchased if you've got a mortgage on it. Um, the lender will also insist that you've got buildings and contents insurance in place. And, and folk might wonder, it's like, hang on, why are they doing a, a podcast on this particular topic? Mm. But for, for me, it's more like if, if we can help people protect their home, they want to save them money, hopefully, by, by taking some of the steps that we, we go through today. But also, it, it would keep their premiums on, like their house insurance down as well, because the less claims you make, the cheaper your premiums are, are generally going to be. So, yeah, it's a, a, a different topic for us to be discussing today. Yeah. It's a really important one. Timely as well, because, you know, we are we are getting to the colder mornings. There are colds going around. You can hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, and the sort of dangers that you face at this time of year, I guess, are things like frozen pipes. I know. That's it. And I, I get up in the morning just now, scraping the car. It's awful. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, roll on, summertime. But, um yeah, frozen pipes are a, a real kind of danger. Um, with, with the cold weather, the, the threat of that definitely increases. Um, recent figures from the Association of British Insurers reported that the average claim for a burst water pipe um, is somewhere between six and a half to seven and a half thousand pounds. So it can be real, real costly. And then um, every winter, the freezing temperatures catch people out. And I always think prevention is better than cure. So I think for me, now's the time for people to take a few simple steps and, and try and reduce, like reduce the risks from our, our frozen or burst pipes this winter. Yeah, I just think six and a, I mean, especially given the year that we've had, six and a half to seven and a half grand on a, on a burst water pipe, that's going to put a lot of people under. I mean, it really is. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's look at this in more detail then. The cold weather code, what is that? Yeah, it, it's just like a, a series of things that we've put together to try and help people. Um, it's almost a bit like a, a sort of chest checklist to, okay. to sort of consider. So the, I'll, I'll go through a few of the, the things that we've got on here. And so I've, I've put down, like, check that the, the heating in your property is in good working order. Um, if you have an open fire, um, you need to look at whether your chimney should be should be swept. Oh, yeah. There is still folk that, that's got that. I mean, it, they, oh, we do? Yeah. Long may your lum yeah. reek and all that, yeah. <laughs> um, check your, your loft insulation. Is the recommended dimensions and still in good condition? Repair any dripping taps and, and leak, uh, any leaks, radiator valves. Repair 
loose roof tiles and slates, that reduces the risk of them falling off. Um, another thing to do just now is to check and clear your gutters, check windows, your window frames, make sure they're all firmly fixed with no possible gaps for, for kind of rain to, to penetrate it as well. So I, mean, I, I know all about this. I, I've just, our office in Ellen, we, we've just had the gutterings done. Uh, we, we had water coming in, so we've fixed the, the slates on the roof. So right. it's not just on your house. I mean, I've, I've done this in our, our office yeah. Yeah, lately, so I'm, I'm hoping we're all set for, for winter and, and everything will be okay, Fingers both crossed. at home and in the office. Yeah. You, know. you just mentioned loft insulation there. I, I had a friend once who, and, and I won't mention names, but uh, he stayed in um, uh, housing development that had been built by a well-known builder, and it came round to winter, um, and he thought, it's absolutely freezing. You know, I had the heating on full. Um, I'm going to go up and check the insulation, and he went up into the roof and found out that there actually wasn't any anything there of note. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he phoned up the the um, the builder and they said, no, no, you, you accepted that in the contract when you signed it. So yeah. it's it's one of those things, you know, that every, every house in that development that had ice on the inside of their roof. And it's one of those things, it's crept past all of those people and they've not seen that in the fine print and they've just signed on the dotted line anyway yeah. because it was a new build and they've, they've missed it. So it pays to make sure that these things are, you know, sorted from the get-go, I guess. I know, definitely. Well, one thing I would say as well, just at, at this point, is I'm, I'm the plumber, so I'm just trying to give people <laughs> they, they, uh, just some useful hits and tips. So then okay. I, I can come back and move if anything does go wrong. Yeah, but, it's, not, um, it's not for pipes, phone, Phil. It's not that. It's uh, for financial <laughs> advice. But we are on to the pipes, Phil. Um, in, in general terms, how, how do we pr- protect, how do we prevent damage from burst pipes? There, I, I think, like, insulate your water tank and pipes wherever possible look at lagging pipes that can serve heat to and if they're outside sort of try to take care take care of them. Again, even checking like pipes in the lofts the other thing as well. And the other thing is know where your stop tap is. That, that's another thing. So if there was a problem, you could switch off the water quickly if, if a pipe bursts. I know mine's is just under the door in the front of my house. But you'd be surprised how many people that I, was, and I think I know what it is in the office. That's one thing. Yeah, I was just that, sitting here thinking that out. Just sitting there thinking, how many people are listening to this right now going, where's, where's, my, where's my stock tap? Where, what is it? I think it might be under the sink, but it could be outside the house, could be under the stairs, could be anywhere, couldn't it? I know. Make sure you know what it is. Um, one of the other issues around this time of year, especially near Christmas, if you're not hosting it and instead maybe visiting family, you want to be careful about how you leave your home in your absence. And I'm not talking about break-ins. We're talking about, again, these pipes and things like that. Phil. Yeah. I tell you, one thing about break-ins is that just a, a tip is, then I go plastering everything all over social media. No, exactly. Away. exactly. And, and, and potential burglars, they're going to be saying, oh, look, such and such is away in, <laughs> abroad or away down visiting their folks down south somewhere. So um, I tell you, that's it now. People play out a lot of their lives on social media. And, oh, exactly. Oh, I, tell you, all, I mean, we, we've, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to do a, an episode on like scams and, and things. So we'll, we'll maybe touch on it slightly further there. But all these scammers, they're, they're so switched on and in there like try to get almost a step ahead of everybody else yeah. so they do they they kind of look at that but if, if you're away visiting friends or family or, or off on holiday um I, w- I would recommend keeping your heater on low and um, just in case the temperature drops if, if you do leave your heating on also i would open the loft hatch um, and that way the, the air 
warm air is getting to your pipes. So that, that's another useful tip that I would say there. Um, if, if you don't want to leave the heating on, you could drain the whole system and turn the water off at the, the mains. Um, so that, that would maybe be another thing. So I know some people, when I want to leave their heating on for, for bills and, and stuff, try to save money. But another tip I would say is maybe get a friend or relative or neighbour to keep an eye on your property um, when you're away. Um, so it is, it's, it's kind of trying to, to maybe see if folk can, can help you out there and, and you can maybe help them out. But I, I would always also be cautious when undertaking any DIY tasks that you aren't familiar with. Um, I'm pretty hopeless with, with uh, DIY. You and, me both. And, you know, I know, I'm more likely to injure myself. Or, <laughs> I'm now, but um, I, I would say if you didn't know what you're doing, you're best to try and seek sort of professional help where it's required as well. And um, I always say that about financial advice, but here's me saying, like, any problems with your pipes? I, I wouldn't have, I mean, you could try and do it yourself. It's like anything. I guess you can try and do it yourself, but... I know for me, I'm always like, nah, get an expert in and, and let them deal with things. It is one of Britain's biggest preoccupations. Uh, you sit there and, you know, you, you watch something like DIY SOS and you think, right, okay, next time I'm having a go at that. You don't sit there and watch casually and then see someone having a heart attack in the restaurant and go, it's okay, don't call the ambulance. I saw a yard last night. I'll have a go at this myself. It's just, I, it's, it's I just. I don't know why it is, but that's that's the way that we are in Britain. Um, yeah. Just on the on the subject of uh, when you go away, uh, either leaving the the temperature on sort of low, the heating on low, or um, turning you know turning the whole system off. Uh, it reminds me of a story about a very famous um, car dealer who's now no longer with us, but valued um, every penny that was was in his pocket, and he took a call at work. This is a true story. He took a call at work uh, when he was traveling up to um, showrooms in, in the Northeast. Uh, and it was his wife saying the heating's not working. I think there's something wrong with the radiator valve. It just, you know, it's stone cold. I don't know what to do. And he said, look, there's nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, put on a jumper, you'll be fine. And he hung up and he said, there's nothing wrong with that radiator. He says, I've got the valve right here in my pocket. He just didn't, <laughs> he just didn't want her having the heating on. Oh man! <laughs> anyway, if, if that's the person who I think it is, I used to work. I know I I worked selling vans for a short short period of time, Whoa. and that same person who I think you're speaking about used to come into the showroom, and he had the the patches on the sleeve of his suit, and he would also come in with like the packed lunchbox, and it's like maybe that's why he's a millionaire where yes, has. There's, there's every chance anyway <laughs> worst case scenario Phil sometimes no matter what you've done wear and tear means that you, you have an issue and you need to look at those insurance documents you thought you'd never need can you help customers if they're struggling when it comes to claims yeah I mean that's that, that's one thing like in, in our office here um, we, we help people with buildings and contents insurance so, so that's one of the things that we do do as well and one of the main reasons as I mentioned for doing this like particular topic was the less claims people make it's going to make their premiums cheaper so so that saves them money but again that's where if, if you're using like an insurance broker they they can add value with, when it comes to like claims where again if you do your house insurance online you're not really going to get any support you're going to have to kind of do it all yourself but we, we didn't do a lot of that in our office but um, we, we actually refer quite a lot of folk out to, to third party, like general insurance specialists. And I, I know that is one of the, the things that they're really good with is when somebody does have claims, that, that type of firms will 
go out their way to, to help people and make things better. Yeah, I mean, the thing thing is, whenever we've had a claim in the past, you know what it's like. You, you get the documents to come in every year or whatever. You put them in the safe place and then promptly forget where the safe place is. You, know, it's, there's, there's a drawer that's got every document you've ever had. You just don't know where it is anymore. At least if you if you do it through an insurance broker, for example, it's like, right, phone them. Yeah. You don't have to worry about trying to hack about finding a number for the, the actual insurer. And then you maybe get through to them, transfer it to somebody else. And that's it. Well, a lot more people working from home, the, the call wait times at a lot of these companies are an awful lot longer just yeah. now than what they yeah. used to be. Like six months or a, a year ago or so and yep. um, yeah that's where it's like give your your local insurance broker a phone and, and they would be able to help you out now each week so far uh, we've covered various topics phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects we've been discussing i wonder if you've got anything for us this week phil concerning protecting your home from the winter weather i've i've had a claim before on house insurance i think i've probably had a couple but probably the biggest one that we, we had paid out was um it was for escape of water in my bathroom the the good thing with myself i i had a really comprehensive policy so i thought i was paying a bit more per month for it it was good for me because when i did claim it all got paid out there was no issues all the work got redone everyone was put back the, the way it was and and if anything I, I suppose almost benefited from it because now that we got like a new bathroom out of it but it, it, it was excellent. I mean, the insurance company that, that we were with at the time, I'm feeling it was legal in general. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was them. And it all, like, although we were paying a bit more per month, because I, I, I because I know about insurance, I mean, a lot of people will say to me, it's like, ah, just go online, we'll compare the market or money supermarket or some of these sort of websites. And they, they're good at giving people an indication of what the premiums will cost. But yeah. Um, they, they tend to be more price-driven, whereas I I was fortunate with myself in that I, I was paying a wee bit extra per month, but I, I wanted a really good policy. I wanted the peace of mind that if I'm making a claim, I may get have to, like, it's going to pay out sort of quickly and not easily, but that, that was kind of more what I did. So that, that's kind of my own experience that I've had myself. Yeah, so it, it pays to, to make sure you've got decent cover, I think, is, is definitely what saying. Yeah. Uh, we always I suppose this you as, get what you pay for as well in yeah, some ways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We always do this bit as well, Phil. Um, you find inspiration through various folk that you admire and, and their quotes sometimes. Have you got a quote that fits a, a subject matter for this episode, protecting yeah, your Yeah, this, this one's from somebody called Edith Sitwell. It's a wee bit longer than the, the okay. normal quote, but... Winter is the time for comfort, for good food and warmth, for the touch of a friend's friendly hand and talk beside the fire. It's time for home. Oh, oh I thought it was I know, it is. <laughs> but I guess, see, at this time of year, like when, when things get a bit colder and the weather's changing, people are in their house an awful lot more. So your home is such an important part of your life is it absolutely absolutely okay phil to to summarize in this episode the takeaway essentials on keeping your home safe and sound through those colder months i i would say the this the main sort of takeaways today is sticking to that um like the the code that i I went through earlier making sure check your pipes um uh, the other thing i would say as well is if you do have any issues go go to an expert that's it but just doing all those simple checks can can kind of I suppose you've got the pain of doing things now and checking things, but 
it's better than the pain of if something goes wrong oh. later on down oh, the line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, the last thing you want is for something to happen when you've got all the family around at Christmas time or when you're away at Christmas time yeah. and you, you just, you've got no clue what's going on back home. You've just been told there's water somewhere and it's no. a disaster. You don't want that happening. Best to plan in advance. Now, um, Phil is, is always keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you wish. Uh, just let us know in advance. Let's get on to this week and I'll give you the contact details so that you can send in the question in just a moment. First of all, it's a query from Lindsay in Inverness. Um, Lindsay has just learned she's likely to inherit a foreign holiday home from a great aunt and wants to know if the fact the property is abroad in Spain uh, means there's any difference to anything that she might have to pay for inheriting it, Phil. The... The, the first thing that we'd need to really know is if her aunt had a, an inheritance tax liability. So if she was over the, the threshold, e- even though the, the property's abroad, it still gets taken into account here. If, if she was a UK resident, it, it kind of gets taken into account when they're assessing inheritance tax here. Now, I think, did you say it was Spain? Did you say? Yes. One, what, what you find, some countries have got... Um, what's called a double taxation agreement with the UK. And basically what that means is that if, if there's that in place, you only would pay the tax in one country. But okay. Spain's one that doesn't have a double taxation <laughs> agreement. So but t- now I, I didn't know what their inheritance tax rules are. I, I just yeah. know what it is in the UK. So you would need to watch that you didn't have to pay it twice if there was anything to, to pay. But as I say, I didn't know what the, the Sort of tax limits are and how it works over there. It's just I've only ever kind of really dealt with with stuff in the UK. Okay, but it could be it could be more complex than it might. Yeah, originally possibly. Seen, yeah. yeah, possibly. Okay. Uh, secondly, a query also related to property abroad, and this time it's from Ian Morrison in Newmarket. Ian says because of coronavirus. His property in southern Italy has had very little interest this holiday season. Most people opting not to fly abroad uh, and locals, he says, holidaying elsewhere in the country. Given the fact it looks like coronavirus isn't going to disappear overnight, Ian's wondering if now is the time to try and cut his losses and just sell the property outright. It's definitely, I suppose it's definitely something to consider, is it? Um, what I would say as well is that it's maybe not a good time to sell. It depends on the, the local market there. Yeah. Um, I, I would, what I would kind of recommend in that instance is maybe try to speak to like a local estate agent, see how the demand is. Um, because I know, it, yeah, you, in theory, you think, right, great, just sell, offload it. But then I guess it depends how long it would take to sell, how much you would get for it. So there's probably quite a lot of factors. I know the, the other thing, I mean, the, the property market here, was stung for a while because people, because of the lockdown, folk couldn't do viewings. Yeah. Um, and then when, when that local lockdown came in Aberdeen as well, that kind of stifled it a wee bit more in that area. So um, again, it's probably just worth checking like, hey, how things are going locally in that area. But I guess that's, that's trying to tap into somebody's knowledge there. It's probably worth um, asking at this point as well, do we foresee anything in uh, sort of UK property laws changing, you know, given that coronavirus has happened um, and, and the UK government, for instance, trying to claw back some of the money that it's, that it's paid out in things like furlough schemes and, and supporting businesses, 
do we see any changes down the road that might happen uh, in in mortgage property terms in the UK that yeah, might also I mean, come in abroad? I know. I mean, at, at the minute, there's always lots of rumours. It's like they, I mean, the the government's going to want to try and get back. They they're going to need to to recoup some of the money that they've had to pay out with, with people being furloughed and stuff like that. And and how they do it, I guess only time will tell. But I mean, I, I've heard rumours circulating saying, oh, they'll cut tax relief on pensions, they'll increase taxation on properties that's not your main residence. It's like all, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I guess at the minute it's like watch that space and see see what kind of comes of things. But it, there, there will come a point where they're going to try and recoup it. And I, I guess that's the other thing. I mean, like you, you can turn around to somebody and say, right, like this is the tax position now, but potentially that might change. So, mm. so you may feel, yeah, maybe it is best to, to do it now in case things like the tax got. For example, if you have a buy let property in the UK, you, if they were to really tax that a lot more, you might think, oh, let's sell it now. I know there was tax changes come in previously, and I know a few folk that offloaded properties at that yeah. point because they thought, oh, we're gonna. So it's oh, it is nothing ever stays the same. That's what makes my job so interesting, yeah. I guess. And, yeah. Yeah, it's it's that sticker twist on nineteen thing, isn't it? It's just you, you just don't know what to do. Um, I would just say as well before you get in touch with a question, there is a chance that we might have covered it in depth uh, in a previous episode. There is a real vault of knowledge to be explored in those. Uh, full details for where you can find those in just a minute. I'm Joe Millis. Thank you for joining us today for Personal Finance with Full Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything that we've been talking about or anything else uh, financial wise. Find Phil for Finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online and on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn as well. Or you can email Phil a question, like I say. He can answer those on a future show. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured we will not use your real name if that is what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. you get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. Thanks.